episode nine of this is true wow thanks for listening i'm your host isaiah sanders uh thanks once again thanks for listening i hope everybody had a great weekend it's a beautiful monday afternoon that i'm recording this hopefully it's also dropping this afternoon but we'll find out beautiful it's probably like close to 70 degrees outside and the sun's out can't ask for better weather here in april uh you know, if I sound tired, it's because I am. I have a ton of school, you know, finals the next couple of weeks, finishing up everything. I'm running on, you know, very little sleep and a lot of energy drinks. So y'all bear with me as we get into today's topic. Uh, you know, yeah, running on energy drinks, caffeine. If you know me, you know I always have an energy drink in my hand 99% of the time. And usually it's a Monster Zero, the uh, the orange one. I think it's like Ultra Sunrise or whatever it's called. But I have a new one that's quickly becoming one of my favorites that I'm going to plug right here just because I think it's so good. And if, if you are an energy drink person, you need to try one of these. But, you know, Rain Energy, but they just dropped their, their line called Storm. So it's Rain Storm. They're only 10 calories a piece. And the Peach Nectarine one tastes just like red bull the red bull peach nectarine which if you are an energy drink drinker you know that is the best one so i've been drinking these obsessively for the last week or so probably not healthy i know everybody's told me mom if you're listening to this i'm sorry yes i'm still drinking energy drinks it's probably not going to stop now but anyway if you're an energy drink person try one of those um that is totally unrelated to whatever i want to talk about today but I have one sitting in front of me right now, and it's just on my mind. So, but let's talk. Let's actually talk some sports in today's episode. Um, you know, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, the NFL suspending some players for uh, gambling, sports betting. So, you know, Quintus Cephas and C.J. Moore of the Detroit Lions, as well as uh, Shaka Tony of the Washington Commanders, are all being suspended by the NFL. Uh, indefinitely for for at least the 2023 season the entirety of that um, but in, it really suspended indefinitely and they're, they're suspended because they're placing bets on NFL games uh, that, that took place during the 2022 season um, they're allowed to petition for reinstatement at the end of this upcoming 2023 season and I just want to talk about this because this unfortunately is going to happen because of the legalization of sports betting throughout the United States. Um, even, I'm not here to talk about the morality or you know your personal convictions on sports gambling, but it, it is something that is becoming more popular and has been legalized throughout the United States. And it's unfortunate, but it's going to happen that players are going to get in trouble for doing this um i'm glad the nfl caught it and that these players are being punished because uh, it it's honestly it's extremely detrimental to the game to to have players betting on these games it, i mean it just it compromises the integrity of the sport you cannot be betting on a sports a, sport, a team sport like this when you're on the team you know all this does is make people distrust the game even more and so i i really do think the nfl was right to act so quickly on the manner and i think the punishment fits the crime suspension for the whole season and suspended indefinitely you know i i would not be opposed to a lifetime ban for for betting on sports like on on, on sports that you're a part of i wouldn't be opposed to that is that probably overkill yeah but 
I'm not opposed to it. I also don't think that'll ever happen. That's just me rambling on about it. Um, you, you know, the NFL needs to make it clear with sports betting becoming more and more popular that th- there is punishment that will happen. And I, I think they've done a great job with doing that so far. Uh, it, 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 it's... It's also a little bit more complicated when you read into the situation because not only were those three players suspended indefinitely, but they've also suspended, the NFL has also suspended two other Detroit Lions players, um, both Stanley Berryhill and Jameson Williams. Um, They've both been suspended for six games. And, And why it's more complicated, in my opinion, for these two of them is because they were not betting on NFL games. Um, they they simply place some bets off of an on an app that was on their phone. They place some bets on some other sports. I've I've heard it's not really clear what they were gambling on. I, I believe it was college football, as some of the reports I've heard. Um, and, and but they placed these bets while they were at the Lions practice facility. And, and you know this is where I'm torn on the matter. Obviously, these players shouldn't be betting on NFL games, and they weren't. But but if they're not betting. On NFL games, they're betting on non-NFL games. Why does it really matter? Um, it appears that the suspension is not because they placed the bets, but because the bets took place at the practice facility. That seems more like something that should be a like, you know, hey, don't do that, than a six-game suspension. To me, it just seems a little bit overkill. Um, if, if they're bet- if since they're betting on non-NFL games on in. On Jameson Williams and Stanley Berry Hill's part, it does seem like it was an honest mistake. Um, it doesn't seem like they were trying to break the rules, but as an NFL player, you have the obligation to know the rules, so they should have known better. I, I, I guess the suspension, the six-game suspension, is fair, but I, 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 at the same time, I think it's overkill. Um, I, I, yeah, like I said, there should be some sort of punishment, I guess, for a rule being broken, but. It, Six games seems a little much. This seems more of a slap on the wrist or a, a fine or, or something like that than a six game. I mean, a third of the season suspended. Um, but those other players that bet on NFL games, they knew exactly what they were doing. This was a conscious decision on their part to bet on their league, the NFL, and you know, it, and it's really cost them. Uh, it, the, the Lions have already released both Cephas and Moore. They're no long, longer part of that organization. So the the NFL has also released a statement uh, saying that the games that they bet on were not compromised in any way. Not that I was really worried that they were, but you know it's it's always good to see that the NFL coming out trying to trying to take take control of the narrative. It's just a sad situation, honestly. You, you hate to see you know p- people throwing away their career for like some short term gains and it really costing them. Um. Other thing, next thing I want to talk about is um, some rule changes that are coming to uh, college football and the NCAA in the 2023 season. So yeah, changes are coming to the world of college football. Uh, the NCAA is changing the the way that the clock stoppage is run for both D1 and D2 schools. Um, the clock will now continue to run after first downs. You know, traditionally, it used to stop for. 10 seconds after a first down for the chains to get reset and and the exception will now be with the new rules it will continue to run except it will it will stop for 10 seconds at the during the final two minutes of each half so kind of like a two minute warning that we see in the nfl that sort of thing um you know this is a big deal because 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 
the uh, the clock stoppage has been a rule in college football since the 1960s. So I mean, you're changing a rule that's been around for half a cent- half a century at this point. Um, it's it's part of what makes the college game and the NFL so different. And, and, and it's going to change how each game is played because there's going to be less time for play calls. Uh, there will also be less plays ran per game. Um, the, uh, the NCAA is estimating that this rule change is going to reduce the number of plays ran by about seven plays per game. Um, and and uh, up to this point, it's only D1 and D2. D3 is uh, keeping the rule of the play clock stoppage at this point, um, but that, that may change in the future. Um, the other big rule change that is coming to the college game um, is that there is a, there's potentially going to be a ban of teams calling consecutive timeouts. And then also, you know, if, if a penalty occurs at the end of the first and third quarters, in, instead of there being like a tra- traditionally there would be an untimed down, um, the, the penalty is just going to roll over to the next quarter. Here's my take on, on, on everything, all, all these three things combined. Uh, why, are, why are we changing the game? It's working perfectly fine the way it is. Uh, and if you're a co- college football fan, you don't want college football to be the NFL. College fans, we don't, we don't want that. We, we don't care if the game takes a little bit longer because... It, it, it's it's a valuable part of these the game. These these rules are a valuable part of the game. So I, I just don't understand why we're so concerned about making these games quit more quick quicker. Why why not reduce uh, the amount of commercials? If we're concerned about saving time, let's let's reduce let's do something that the fans would want. Let's re- reduce the number of TV commercials. I guarantee we won't see that happen because that would affect the pockets of these corporations. And it appears that the problem is we have people that are making the decision about the sport that we as fans love. We have people making the decisions that aren't college football fans. They don't care about the sport. They care about the money. They care about that almighty dollar. So they're simply trying to find a way to fit as much in, uh, fit as much commercial time in as possible. Because I guarantee you this, the time of the TV prod- broadcast is not going to go down <laughs> with these rule changes. Th- th- that was going to remain the same. But instead of having seven more plays of football, you're going to have seven more commercials. Instead of an untimed down, we're going to get a longer commercial break in between quarters. Why let a team burn two timeouts when we can ma- use them separately and go to two commercial breaks in between timeouts? It's all about the money, people. That I, I stand by that. That's why they're doing this. It has nothing to do with trying to make the game better, in my opinion. And it, it's just, it's, it's really sad as a college football fan to witness this thing that I love so much to see it falling apart, in my opinion, like that. It, it's detrimental to the game, in my opinion. But that, that's just me. Um, the, the, the next thing I want to talk about is this. This is where I want to brag for a minute that I was right. In, a, in, in my opinion, I'm right. You may disagree, but I think I was right. And I want to talk about Alabama's spring game. Um, Alabama held their spring game this past Saturday. And, you know, I talked about, I believe it was in the previous episode, episode eight. It may have been episode seven. Episode seven or eight. Side note haven't listened to that, please go back and give us a listen on those previous episodes. We're really dropping episodes. I'm dropping episodes once or twice a week at this point. So just make sure you stay caught up. Uh, Yeah. But, you know, and as I predicted in previous episode, the quarterback situation at Alabama just did not look good. 
I, I said in a previous episode that I, I not liked what I saw from Jaden Milrow during the 2022 season. And, and I was just unsure of Ty Simpson, you know, as a redshirt freshman. He played like five snaps last year or something like that. And, you know, just he's so young. You know, I was hoping I was wrong, honestly, because I, I don't want, as much as I like being right, I don't want these players to have bad careers. I'm not, I'm not that big of a hater. So I was hoping I was wrong for the player's standpoint. But I was anything but wrong. You know, I, you know the the stats for the Alabama quarterbacks during the spring game were just absolutely terrible. Jaden Milrow had two passing touchdowns, one rushing, but he had two interceptions and only a 51% completion percentage. Uh, he threw 19. He completed 19 for 37. And uh, Ty Simpson was even worse. He only threw for 58 yards um, and had a 46% completion percentage, no touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, it went 12 for 26. Um, you know, this is not good for Alabama. These are supposed to be the guys next year, and, and they can't complete 50% of their passes combined. Um, that is cause for concern. To compound on that, Alabama led the nation last year in dropped passes. But, but they were able to overcome that slightly because Bryce Young was such an accurate thrower of the football. So now you're going to have to deal with this situation of like the receivers dropping passes as well as the quarterback can't get them the ball. It's compounded because at least last year you know that Bryce Bryce Young is going to hit them right in the hands, right in the bread basket. They're going to be able to – the ball's going to get there. And then you just have to worry about the drops. Now you have to worry about the drops, and you have to worry about your quarterback actually being able to make a competent throw. Um, you know, I, I, I said in the last episode, and this was merely speculation. I wasn't sure that was happening, but but after Saturday, I would be shocked if this didn't happen. But I really think Nick Saban is going to go into the transfer portal this offseason and get himself a, a more mature quarterback. I mentioned the idea I liked Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. It, 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 but there's also some rumors that Nick Saban may be going after Miami Hurricanes quarterback Tyler Van Dyke. That's been rumored all last week. Now, it did come out. It appears that Tyler Van Dyke has announced that he's staying at Miami, but a lot could, a lot could happen still. It, it's apparent to me that Nick Saban is going to need to get another quarterback. I, I like the idea of Tyler... Tyler Van Dyke, and I mean, at this point, Dick Van Dyke would do just as good a job playing quarterback at Alabama based on what we saw Saturday. I mean, it was horrible. And I think Nick Saban knows that. He knows these aren't competent quarterbacks yet. Do they have the potential to become that? Yeah, Yes, of course they do. But, but Saban's in a win-now mentality, and, and Alabama football is in a win-now mentality. They don't have time for a quarterback to develop from the level that they are at right now, that the level that Milrow and Simpson are at right now. They don't have time for them to develop all the way to becoming an elite player to compete in the competitive SEC. You know, and I just think this is going to be an interesting storyline to follow as the offseason progresses. We haven't seen Alabama not have an elite quarterback for several, several years. I mean, think about it. They've had Jalen Hurts, Tua Tagovailoa, Matt Jones, and Bryce Young all back to back to back to back. Um, I mean, that's almost unprecedented. And yeah, Saban has won without elite level quarterbacks before. 
but at least those quarterbacks were were, were decent game managers, and and he had elite level defenses at that time. And um, I'm not sure that the quarterbacks that Saban has on his roster at this point are even decent game managers. And I have questions myself about Alabama's defense this year. And you have to keep in mind, even if the defense is on an elite level this year, that the game has changed so much and it pivots so much more offensively than it did a few years ago when Saban was winning with elite defenses and without elite level quarterbacks. The game has changed so much. You can't win a national title with just defense anymore. I mean, I was the biggest advocate for years. Of, I said for years that you know defense wins championships. But the way that the game is going, an elite offense will beat an elite defense because the rules pivot offensively. They've given more. You can't hit the quarterback. You can't. The receivers are able to go over the middle more than they used to be able to without having to. You you can't hit them that the way you used to be able to. So an elite offense is always going to beat an elite defense at this point in the game has changed so you know overall it's just an extremely fascinating situation to me you know a situation that if you're not an Alabama fan you're quite enjoying seeing Alabama fans have to suffer through after all that they have bragged about for the last decade or so you're quite enjoying this I know at least I am on a personal level um but yeah so that's going to wrap up this episode of this is true thank you once again for listening make sure we you follow us on uh, spotify give us a five star rating on spotify go follow us on instagram so you can stay updated whenever uh, new episodes of this is true are coming out and once again i'm isaiah sanders and this has been this is true